As Christina Aguilera featuring Missy Elliott and Car Wash. That was about the only track I could put in with the with the word wash in it, okay, because it has to be relevant for my next guest. And let me welcome Cruz McCalligan on the programme. Hello, Cruz. How are you Hello, today? Hello, Sadia. Good afternoon. Love to have you on. And, you know, every week when you do this, I always ask you, now, where did you get your subject from this week? And laundry. Now, that's a bit of a bane in my life. I must admit, it's not <laughs> the most um, wonderful thing that I enjoy doing, but... Where did you get the inspiration this week from then? Oh, well, a couple of reasons. Um, the first one is that maybe not today. Today's a bit overcast. But have you noticed the weather's just been beautiful for mm. the last week? Mm. Um, and it's getting a little bit warmer. But for right now, we've had that nice, cooler breeze. Still a little bit yeah, dry, not lovely. so humid. And um, I was walking. Um, I was walking up the road from my house uh, to the country park, and. I could just, it was just that perfect kind of perfect crisp day and I could just smell um, people's laundry. Like it was just like that beautiful kind of waft in the air of people's like, like thrown out sheets and the smell of like really lovely laundry detergent that Mm. was being carried on the air. And it just made me feel really optimistic and really good. And I think it's because if I think back, like it's a very nostalgic, happy place smell for me. That kind of smell of like, fresh, mm. sun-baked laundry. Um, not the kind of laundry that gets done in my house on a daily basis of, like, <laughs> sweaty gym pants and food-encrusted toddler clothes. You know, there's something about that kind of laundry that brings me to a... Like, it really transports me to all these wonderful times in my life where you just thought, oh, it's a really beautiful day, I'm just going to do a ton of laundry. Mm. You know, mm. it doesn't mm. really um, happen today very often in our very my busy life now I don't really have the luxury of being like I'm just going to wash everything I can today <laughs> because it's such a beautiful day to do laundry um so it made me quite it made me quite achy for different places that I love and visiting families overseas and that kind of like long summer of doing laundries and things like that so it was a little bit self-inspired today, laundry, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, it was a bit, a bit self-indulgent of me. Um, but I did want to look into it because it is still super fascinating. Um, and, of course, here in Hong Kong, a lot of us have our helpers to help with our mountains of laundry to enable us to, to go to the office so that we're not spending our weekends doing piles and piles and piles of laundry like you might in another country. Um so it was just one of those sorts of things of like also being a little bit grateful for that understanding as well. And also it's funny because I was thinking about, you know, the, the different times in your life when you've done laundry. Like I think about doing laundry as a university student and having a damp apartment with the laundry that never dried mm, on a horrible, smelly. flimsy, right. rusted clothes horse, you know, and not having a dryer because it would be too much for the electricity bill. And then that, you know, having that little tiny shred of balcony when you move in with some flatmates and thinking, oh, I'll be able to do laundry and then eventually being able to afford a dryer and how that revolutionizes your home. And it's just, yeah, it's quite an interesting thing. Anyway, so laundry, Sadia. Um, First, I've got quite a few disgusting facts on laundry, actually. I apologize. I didn't realize how disgusting these facts were going to be. Oh, no. And I just realized, having just finished my lunch, <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to come back again. Um, the first one is, um, I'm, I'm, okay, I have to say, I am someone that will rewear clothes if they don't smell or look disgusting. 
Uh-huh. Right. I'm, I'm a big advocate for not doing laundry for the sake of laundry. I have a large family and otherwise it would just be unbearable. So unless something's actually revolting, I'll probably wear it for a day or two. <laughs> OK, um, I'll keep that in mind. Right. <laughs> but, um, it's, you know, and um, it's maybe not in summer. Not in summer in Hong Kong. Because it gets sweaty. But otherwise. But um, the interesting thing is 70% of the dirt on your clothes is invisible. So Mm -hmm. after a few wears, your clothes may still look fine. But according to scientists, what's making them dirty isn't necessarily dirt. It's human matter, like dead skin cells, sweat, natural body oils, and also things like lotions and potions and deodorant and soap and stuff like that. Now, of course, this is because the average person perspires about six litres of sweat a day, which is revolting. (laughs) The average adult on a normal day produced around six litres of perspiration, half of it through our feet. Oh, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) But it keeps going while we sleep at the rate of at least a litre every night which um, does make me think about people who are a bit slack on changing their bedsheets. I'm mm. quite strict on changing bedsheets because, yes, for that exact reason. But in addition, our bodies produce 10 grams of salt, 40 grams of grease and sebum, and 10 grams of dead flaky skin, the equivalent of about 2 billion skin cells. As a result, each load of washing you do, and this is what's particularly revolting, has about 53 grams of grime, the size and weight of a Snickers bar worth <laughs> of grime. Oh, my goodness. I'll <laughs> never a see a Snickers bar in the same way again, no, believe me. No, I don't me. think I will either. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's, it's a pretty, like, it's a, it's, you understand why we should probably do our laundry. Um, but it has been interesting in terms of, like, um, you know, a lot of... Um, a lot of the kinds of ways people do laundry, how we do laundry. Of course, another thing that we have at the moment with COVID is I know that if I've been out somewhere, like if I've had a hospital appointment or a doctor appointment or I've been in a very crowded place, the first thing I do when I get home is take off all my clothes and pop them in the washing machine straight away with some nice antibacterial detergent because that's become a bit second nature, Mm -hmm. um, as I think a lot of people have been doing the same. Um, But it hasn't always been that way, but people have been doing laundry for a long time. Um, In fact, the first washing machine had a very good name. It was called Thor. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the first mass-marketed electric washing machine developed in 1908. Um, And it was... Yeah, the very first washing machine was invented in 1782 in Great Britain, which was a design honed by other inventors afterwards who invented, like, including a man called William Blackstone, who invented the first at-home washer as a birthday gift for his wife. (laughs) How lovely. (laughs) Uh, How lovely. Um, But yes, but the first mass-market electric one was developed in 1908. Dryers, on the other hand, have, have only been around for about 200 years, and they weren't a household item until well into the 1960s due to their prohibitive cost. In the 19, in 1950, they cost about 1,600 US dollars in today's money terms. Mm. Um, so they were very expensive. Um, but it's interesting because it was an Australian actually who invented the first rotary clothesline, which was obviously the preferential way to dry clothes. The first rotary clothesline in 1945. And I remember seeing these these sorts of clotheslines all the time when I lived in New Zealand. Those ones that in, um, you know, my friends were lucky enough to have a backyard would have them. Look like know, an umbrella, like, don't they? Like without an umbrella, the, exactly without the cover. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, of course, however, ironing has been a thing for a very long time. Ironing was a thing a thousand years ago. So flattening fabrics with hot pieces of metal was a technique first introduced in ancient China. The first actual ironing board, which was then called an ironing table, was invented in New York in 1858. But it's actually quite a genius thing when you think about ironing, because be, you'd be really cleaning the clothes as well, because you'd be killing bacteria if you were applying that much heat to mm, them as well, wouldn't mm, you? Mm. Um, now, of course, there's some places in the world you just can't do laundry, including outer space which I guess isn't really in the world. <laughs> and um, it's quite interesting to know this. Like, it's one of those things you never really think about until you think about it, um, which is that astronauts incinerate their underwear oh. <laughs> because they try and reuse them for up to a week. Oh, gosh. Right. With no washing machines in space, right? right? All their dirty laundry gets shuffled off into outer space. They just... <laughs> so somewhere <laughs> it's it, just floating it. out there in release space. It you're into just the going ether. To... Oh, That's right. correct. Okay. Um, now, detergent, um, which is laundry detergent, was actually invented due to a soap shortage. So in World War I, a chronic shortage of fats to make soap led to the development of a synthetic type of detergent. In 1933, this first went on sale called Dressed, which sounds exactly mm. what you'd expect mm -hmm. a laundry detergent to be called, really. But soap making, and I could do a whole column about soap itself, but that goes back all the way to 2800 BC, where we can see ancient artifacts showing our prehistoric ancestors were rendering soap with ashes and fat. So they've already had this idea. We've been doing this for a long time, pretty much. Um, other ways that people have done their laundry, which is super interesting. So, like, uh, we think back to people like smashing threads against river rocks just to air out the grime in their clothes. Um, but early sea voyagers used to wash their wearable wares by throwing them in a tethered bag and tossing them overboard to drag behind their ships, which is quite innovative, really. Um, well, it's not far from the washing machine then, really, is no, it? It's no, just a whole bunch a of waves salty, hitting it. But um, <laughs> I guess it still works. Mm. Of course, people have used laundry in lots of covert ways as well. Um, clothing lines were used as sneaky signaling devices during the Revolutionary War. Um, so George Washington, who was known as a spy master, those loyal to him formed the Culpa Spy Ring and would tip off other members of the group about their latest overheard intel by arranging their clothesline in such ways as to communicate in code. <laughs> so I thought it was really, really fascinating. Mm. Um, and, and of course... Um, before the 1800s, um, when people used to actually wear the same things for weeks, if not more, and then they would to try and get all of that grime, as we described, nikabar type grime out of their clothes, they would soak their clothes in ash ashes and urine as oh, a part gosh. of a lye mixture. Yep. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, it's pretty disgusting. I often think that when you read these sorts of facts, I'm like, everyone must have just stunk. You wouldn't oh, have stunk all the time, but if everybody stunk, would you have noticed anyone was stinking? Oh, <laughs> I mean, um, and in ancient Rome, there used to be an entire job description devoted to collecting urine, heating it up with water Yay. and then stomping it on soaked clothes. Yay. Yep. And it was mostly men's work. I would like to clarify that. That was actually mostly men's work. Oh, my um, So that was quite interesting. I wonder where the idea for that came from. I mean, like, you know, it just seems a bit of a... All right. Okay. No comment. That's a good point. Okay. I don't, there would have been some innovation journey yeah. there, I'm sure. Yeah, um, of course.
So that's kind of interesting. So, yeah, so we know a lot about kind of the history of, of like, in the past, how these sorts of things were working. Now, of course, today our washing machines are a lot more effective than they used to be. So an old-school washing machine used to use close to 50 gallons of water per wash. That's a lot of water, mm-hmm. you know. And as we're becoming a lot more sustainable and it's, you know, we're realizing that the preciousness of our resources. Today's washing machines are a lot more effective, to be honest. Um, so that's quite important. Um, there used to be this really interesting thing, like one of those things that you don't know if it's true, but it sounds like just true enough that it might be. And that's about um, Disney World employees. So apparently they used to have to wear company-issued underwear that was shared within the laundry system. <clears throat> and in 2001, a deal was signed to give workers their own individual undergarments to take home. And was uh, this was a ma- and this was after a major outbreak of lice and scabies mm. from all the sharing of skivvies. Mm. So apparently, it's like there's like there's like this magical place, but there's, there's always these rumors behind the scenes about Disney, isn't there? When you listen to it, oh my um, goodness! So it's quite interesting, yeah. Um, now, in a World War II, submariners had to be really strategic about sleep arrangements because laundry machines weren't an option. So their uniforms were stowed under mattresses, which were also zipped up in plastic and turned over and inside outwards to make quadruple suedo um, sanitary use of the items. So they had to, like, they, they really just tried to get as much use out of things they could do. So you'd wear it inside out, you wear it upside down, however way you could possibly wear it that made it feel a little bit less revolting, oh um, which is quite interesting. So, yeah, so there's a lot that goes on with, there's a lot that goes on with um, laundry today. Um, and I think people are still kind of, innovating them for as well um of course there's lots of things that people definitely should be washing every time after each wear and that's things like yoga pants underwear socks right those all those things that you're like they're probably going to smell and be pretty disgusting by the end of the day um because of course like sweat creates a breeding ground ground for bacteria um and even just mixing your soggy socks in the hamper with your other clothes can be a bit of a no-no because it creates dampness and ideal conditions for bacteria overgrowth so you should really be washing these things pretty quickly you shouldn't be letting them fester with other things that may not be as dirty for example um, but there's, of course, lots of other ways you can freshen up your laundry if you don't want to use expensive potions and lotions and things like that. They say that um, you can use a vinegar pre-soak. You can do one part vinegar for every five parts of water in a bowl or a sink to remove both odor and unwanted bacteria, which is quite a cool tip, I think. I quite like those sorts of things. I use vinegar and baking soda quite a lot around my house, actually. The vinegar is quite strong smelling, though, isn't it? I mean, I <laughs> suppose that if you put it into some clothes and things like that, yeah, and you dilute it, obviously. It, it yes. doesn't, yeah. If you rinse yeah. it out, it won't have yeah. the smell of vinegar. But yes, I guess you do need to find the balance, otherwise you'll smell like a fish and chips. Yeah, I was just going to say. Just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, um, but of course, um, other other things that are really important with laundry is the fact that, like, it doesn't. You don't have to have a schedule for it. Like, you know, a lot of people um, just through necessity will wait till the day they have available to do all the laundry. Um, But they do recommend washing things as they're dirty because it's going to leave your house a bit cleaner, which I guess we're all doing now anyway with COVID. Everyone's Mm. quite conscious about cleaning and everything else. Um, 
of course, a lot of uh, problems is also when people don't clean the cleaner, when they don't clean their own washing machine out, which can be um, pretty disgusting. I've definitely moved into flats before. They're like, it's got a washing machine included. And then I go ahead and have a look at the washing machine. Oh, I think I don't know if my clothes oh. are going to be clean when they come out of that, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, apparently at a minimum you should be cleaning your washing machine twice a year, which I didn't even think about. Um, so, yes, it's very important to do that. I do have a couple of quotes today mm-hmm. to finish, Sadia. Okie dokie. Um, which is, um, one is uh, from E.B. White, who we talked about last week in a very different, more profound manner um, when we were talking about hope. But it was interesting just in terms of that idea of, like, simple pleasures and just a beautiful day to just hang up your sheets and have them really cooked in the sun after being beautifully washed and that kind of lovely, lovely feeling, which I, I well, I quite like. I'm sure many people don't like it. Um, I find it quite a lovely thing, and I look forward to doing it again sometime soon. Um, <laughs> and E.B. White said, we should all do what we want in the long run if it gives us joy, even if it is only picking grapes or sorting the laundry. So I thought that was quite nice mm-hmm. um, as I've been trying to find things to make me feel uplifted and positive in the current COVID wave. The smell of laundry has done that for me. And the last quote I have, which was actually anonymous, I couldn't attribute it to anybody, but I thought it was quite funny. And it said, the more laundry I do, the less nudists seem crazy. <laughs> the, 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 what was that? The more laundry I do? The less nudists okay okay all right that's fair enough (laughs) no that's really good i must admit there is something about laundry especially like you know when you've had fresh sheets washed on the bed and stuff and then you get into a nicely made bed and it's there's something very comforting about it especially if you're not feeling too well or whatever and a nice and and towels that smell really nice Yes, that's so true, a lovely big fluffy towel. Or I think I always find when I hit that lottery of having had a nice shower, having clean pyjamas and having a clean bed, it's like, oh. It's a blessing. It is. It's a blessing, absolutely. And you're like, what a delight. Aren't I just struck the jackpot here? You just kind of appreciate it. And we don't appreciate it enough. And I think just now, everything you've said, I appreciate every moment of it. Believe me, it's fantastic Mm. because I think... Yeah, so we're going to look at washing in a totally different light from now on. Cruz, Absolutely. Thank you ever so much. That was brilliant. Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to go and put a wash on now. All right. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. I'll see you next Take week. Bye bye. Bye bye.